You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Mike Lindell going down the drain financially, hard, and blaming everybody around him instead of himself. Prophet Johnny Enloe's hilarious history of Trump prophecies. The guy that organized January 6th getting caught sending questionable messages to boys. Uh Uh-oh, looks like another case of projection. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send a message instead, you can go to my website, owenmorgan.com, click the contact button in the top right corner if you're on desktop, or just hit the three little lines in the top left corner if you're on mobile and hit contact there. This is Mike Lindell. I'm sure you've probably heard of him, but in case you haven't, he is in the middle of a big lawsuit. He's being sued right now by Dominion and Smartmatic Voting Systems. He's been out there claiming that they were controlled by the Venezuelan government and Hugo Chavez and Maduro and switching votes and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, anyways, uh, Fox News is actually in a lawsuit against Dominion and Smartmatic. Also, well, there are two separate lawsuits, Dominion v. Fox News, Smartmatic v. Fox News, and also Mike Lindell is being sued separately by Dominion and Smartmatic. So anyways, um, Dominion just settled a lawsuit with Fox News. They settled for 750-something million dollars. Dominion is getting 750 million from Fox News. And uh, Mike Lindell decided to comment on that fact. Listen to this. This is uh, mid-April 2023. You think they're going to, you think, let's see, let's, um, I think, Logan, I think we're going to reach out to Fox and see what they say about that. Is Fox going to finally answer our call and tell us what they have to say about this? Logan, let's ring up Fox here and see what they have to say. If they're going to, if they're going to start reporting the news now that they've settled so there's no more lawfare, what do they have to say? Mike Lindell seems to be under the misapprehension that now that Dominion has settled with Fox News and Fox has to pay Dominion $750 million for maliciously and knowingly lying about the the company, slandering them, now that he thinks now that they they are paying this off, it's over. They can just continue lying and slandering them maliciously and intentionally. I mean, that's what was proven with the settlement, by the by. It was intentional and it was malicious and they knew it was fake. So apparently Mike Lindell thinks that Fox News is just going to be able to go back to business as usual now that they've settled and continue lying about the company. The reason I bring this up is because I got a voicemail about it. Give this a listen. Hi, Owen. This is uh, Selena from Illinois. I was just wondering what you thought of the whole uh, Dominion settling with Fox thing. Like, do you think they should have settled, or do you think they should have gone for, like, the whole hog, like, $1.6 billion uh, full lawsuit thing? Anyways, just wanted to keep this short. Love your work. Keep it up. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. I have no clue why Dominion settled. They could have dragged this out and absolutely could have won. No doubt about it. Although I guess it could have taken, like, years for them to go through this whole process. Um, Dominion, I think they're doing okay as a company. They don't just make voting machines. They make other stuff too, apparently. I forget exactly what it is that they make. 
it develops software in offices in the U.S., Canada, and Serbia. Dominion produces electronic voting machines, which allow voters to cast their votes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm not talking about their voting systems. What else do they do? I, they're an energy company, too, I think, maybe. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that they're also an energy company. Anyway, I think the company as a whole, in general, is doing fine like Dominion is. I don't think they have anything to worry about, but that would be one reason for them to have like jumped to the settlement in case they're like they're dying as a company or something, you know. You know, worst case scenario, they can just do exactly what Halliburton did, profiteering off the war and getting an absolutely horrific reputation and then just changing your name to Raytheon. Boom. Just like that, you have a brand new reputation that hasn't been stomped on. So, that's probably Dominion's best bet, if nothing else. Dominion is a fine company, though. I mean, it's any—it's just like any other corporation. They didn't lie or cheat or manipulate votes or any of that. It was all made up by Fox News, Mike Lindell, Donald Trump. Obviously, that's been proven without a shadow of a doubt, and you know, as far as I can tell, by the fact that they lost the lawsuit that they had to settle, and they and Fox News even agreed to apologize publicly. It's just ridiculous. So anyways, yeah. Mike Lindell, in my opinion, this is just my own personal conspiracy theory. I think he's trying to make the world think that he's crazy so that no jury on planet Earth would ever believe that he did it maliciously and that he knew that he was lying. To win a defamation suit, the person has to know that they're lying about it, basically. Uh, hello, this is Michael from California. Um, how do you feel about anti-thesis as opposed to atheist? Both don't really believe in religion. I'd like to hear your take about the difference between the two. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. It's an interesting question. Um, there are a number of different ideological positions people can take. There's atheist, anti-theist, agnostic, and a number of other, theistic and polytheistic, so on and so forth, right? Well, as far as agnostic and atheist go, there's a hot debate in this community about what those actually mean. So historically, from what I can tell, atheism was a positive claim. You were actively saying, I believe that there is no God. Agnosticism, historically speaking, in over you know hundreds of years, has meant... I don't know if there's a God, so I'm assuming not until I receive evidence. And then anti-theism has historically meant I am actively opposed to the idea that God is real, and I believe that I can prove that God is not real. Now, in modern language, modern contexts, the words are used differently. Gnosticism applies to knowledge specifically. Do you know that God is real or not? And atheism applies to what you believe, like how you live your life. In modern language, people claim to be agnostic atheists. I don't know if God is real. I assume he's not until I receive evidence otherwise. That's what an agnostic atheist is, basically. Like I said, historical definitions are different, but modern-day common language use. That's how I use them. I consider myself to be like an agnostic atheist. I don't know if God's real. I'm assuming not until I receive evidence, right? But the anti-theist position is one that I could defend under some preconditions. I could outright claim God is not real if the God that we're referring to 
is Yahweh, the father of Jesus, who came to earth and died for your sins and walked on water and all that other stuff. I feel a lot of those claims are very easily disprovable. Like you just knock them down. Like people can't walk on water, for example. There are a billion possible tests and, and examples of why the claims made by evangelical Christianity are just complete nonsense. Like the claim that God helps them find their car keys. Easily disproven. Faith healing people. You cure them from cancer by praying it out of them. Easily disproven. In like three seconds or less. So the evangelical God, I'm an anti-theist against that God because it's easily knocked down. I'm an anti-theist against a lot of gods because I can actively, in my opinion, prove that they're wrong. I, I feel that I can prove that they're incorrect and they don't exist. So that's my position. I'm an agnostic atheist. That's how I use the words. And I am an anti-theist toward a lot of different gods, but not all. You know, there are some variations of God, of Yahweh, that are not disprovable, in my opinion. And I'm not an anti-theist about them. So. Okay, so I just left a voicemail, but I actually have a question. So I'm Michael from California, and I was curious about how would you feel or just how would you react if your daughter ended up wanting to become Jehovah's Witness, Mormon, like specifically uh, any sort of religious sect that is very easily identifiable as a cult? Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. It's an interesting question. I actually had to deal with this situation. I raised my kid to understand red flags, to know what to watch for, to make sure that, you know, she doesn't fall into some kind of a brainwashing situation or a manipulative situation. I did my best to do that. But as I've come to find, Children under the age of roughly eight years old are susceptible to brainwashing and manipulation no matter what. No matter how much you think you prepare them for this, under eight, they're really susceptible to this stuff. And, you know, Alpha Four Zero, my kid, she, she was going to my mom's and seeing her every now and then, which, of course, if you don't know my background, my mom is a Jehovah's Witness an active current Jehovah's Witness. And she's brainwashing her, doing everything she could to show her how enticing and exciting it is to be a Jehovah's Witness and introducing her to a bunch of Jehovah's Witness friends and all this other stuff and saying, well, wouldn't it be cool to get baptized? You can get baptized. You just go into this pool and they dunk you under and it's so awesome and fun and cool and everybody loves you. That's kind of what she was doing. And despite my best efforts to steal my kid against those attempts you know children's brains are not completely developed until way way later and they are susceptible no matter what i mean this is sophisticated attacks you know sophisticated emotional and mental manipulation that's been honed over centuries by jehovah's witnesses and millennia before that by other cult leaders and my kid wanted to get baptized as a Jehovah's Witness when she's about seven. She's talking about it. So I had to like sit her down and walk her through every last bit of this and show her what happened to me and why it was bad and what would happen if she did get baptized. She'd have to stop talking to me forever. You know, I went through a list of all of the things. Basically, 
did my best to deprogram her. Said, if you want to be baptized, that's fine, but not as a Jehovah's Witness. You can be baptized at, like, Mama Sue's church, you know. Just go down there and get baptized anytime. You don't have to go through a whole ritual or a process. Don't have to study the book with them that they wrote for a year or more. You don't have to sign any contracts or agree to any preconditions. And if you leave, it's fine. You leave, and that's okay. Nobody cares. You know why? Because you're saved by Jesus, and that's what matters. Not in Jehovah's Witnesses' minds. So I went through that whole process with her to, to intentionally deprogram her from what my mom did, despite my best efforts to help her avoid it. And it sucked. It's not fun. Like, even I know these tactics and know exactly how to counteract them. And my own kid was starting to fall for them because that's how this works. That's how this plays out. Like I said, this stuff has been honed over centuries to be as manipulative and controlling as humanly possible. So watch out. Be careful for it. Anyway, thank you for the uh, voicemail. Okay, I got a few uh, emails. Uh, last week, I couldn't get my email system working, but it, it's back up and running, and I went through them. I get about... I get a lot of emails, hundreds and hundreds, thousands maybe, and I go through them as quickly as I can. I try to at least read each one. I can't promise that I'll be able to read each one, but I do my best, and I even reply to a few of them, so I figured I'd pick out a few and we'll talk about them here. Hey, I want to have a question a question regarding Jehovah's Witnesses. They draw the line between in insiders versus outsiders rather than between people of different ethnic groups. Yeah, I talked about this recently, actually. Jehovah's Witnesses have never really had an issue with, like, the black community, but let's keep reading here. So how do they view interracial marriage? Is it somewhat common, and is it regarded as okay? What was their stance on it in the past during segregation? Keep up the good work, and happy Easter from Germany. Best, Michael. I appreciate that. Interesting question. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses like to draw that line between insider and outsider rather than black or white or Asian and Hispanic or, or whatever. In the past, Jehovah's Witnesses have followed the laws of the land, which includes segregation, because segregation isn't technically against what the Bible says. Uh, this is the reasoning Jehovah's Witnesses are offering, just so you're aware. I don't even know if any of it's true. This is just the reason they gave. They followed segregation because it didn't technically violate any of the laws set out in the Bible, and it would have put the congregations in serious danger if they had integrated their kingdom halls, especially in areas like the Deep South in the U.S. You know, buildings get burned down for that kind of thing back then. So they segregated until it was legal to not segregate anymore. Then they integrated them. And yeah, they're perfectly fine with interracial marriage. In fact, I knew a guy that was married to a black woman in one of my congregations, and it wasn't really a problem. I've noticed that their population of black members is kind of on the lower side, but it's, you know, it's a lot better than Mormonism was. Not to say that Jehovah's Witnesses' hands are completely clean in the, you know, the racial tensions department. The founder, Charles Taze Russell, said... In the new system, when Armageddon is over, we're in Garden of Eden 2.0, like Jehovah's Witnesses believe. He said that black people's skin would turn white. 
So it was kind of like an ailment to to him that was to be cured eventually by God. That's the way he viewed it. Like I said, better than Mormons, it was against the rules to be like in the priesthood as a black person up until, what, 1979 or something, I think. Not good. Not good. So they have that going for them. Like I said, they try to control everybody around them. Black, white, Asian, they don't care. As long as they can control you, they're happy. This one is from Shane. Reparations. I am in favor of reparations. However, I would like to bring to light my issue with them. My family migrated here in the 1900s, escaping the war in Germany. Why should my family's tax dollars go toward this? Interesting question. And on the other side of the fence, do we give reparations to every single person of color? How would that work? I don't agree that a first or second generation Nigerian being entitled to that money. I believe if we want to go the route of reparations, it must be case by case. For instance, I live in rural Virginia. My friend's family owned slaves, and when it was abolished, they got their 40 acres and mules. I assume you mean your friend's family was owned as slaves. Is that what you mean? When it was abolished, they got their 40 acres and mules. Their descendants still live down their road in the land my friend's family gave them, so why should my friend's family have to pay reparations twice? Oh, no, I guess you're saying your friend is, was the slave owner. Okay. This is why I believe it needs to be case by case and handled in civil court or something of the like. Now, don't get me wrong, completely in favor of reparations so long as it's case by case. You know, okay, I appreciate that. I totally disagree. So let me lay it out for you here. The government was supposed to pay 40 acres and a mule, to my knowledge, not the slave owners. And they never did get their 40 acres and a mule. I don't know what your friend's situation was, but to my knowledge, slaves never received their reparations, their 40 acres and a mule. And also, the slave owners were compensated. I don't know. Some people may not be aware of that. Slave owners were paid for their slaves. When they freed their slaves, the government paid them for them. Really. Now, reparations to me isn't about paying somebody what they're owed. Let me tell you what reparations is really about for me, okay? Imagine you're playing a game of Monopoly. You're going around the board, going around the board. You bought up, I don't know, the orange properties, the purple properties, the blue properties, and the red ones, right? And you got the orange and the yellow. So all you have left basically are light blue and pink on the Monopoly board. That's pretty much all that's left. And then somebody new joins in the game. You've passed go 16 times already. You have your properties laid out. You've built up your little houses and hotels. And someone else comes into the game with their starting amount that they start with, 1,500 or something. Now, every time they go around the board, they have to pay you part of what the little bit that they have right now to stay on your properties, and they don't even have an opportunity to build their stuff up in the first place. That is, That couldn't possibly be a better analogy for what happened in the United States. And we can look at statistics and tell exactly what happened and when and how many people suffered as a result of these policies and these things that happened and what these people took and everything else. I don't like, I get that you're a second generation Nigerian. Is that what you said? Or... Maybe you're not. I don't know. Should a second or even first generation Nigerian be entitled to that money? This is really easy to figure out. 
I mean, we have citizenship records of people who just moved here or whose parents had moved here or whatever. We don't have to give money to the people who haven't been here for that long. But for what it's worth, America is not a friendly place to the black community, whether you grew up here or not, whether you your family lived here for generations or not, whether your family was enslaved or not. It doesn't matter. It's not a friendly place, or let me rephrase. It's more friendly to the white race than to any other race. Now, the white community has been going around this board for hundreds of years and collecting properties and money as they pass go and everything else. And the black community has been suffering. There are outliers on each end. I was born into poverty and lived in poverty basically my entire life. And there there are some billionaire black people, Oprah, Michael Jack or Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. There are outliers in any situation, but by and large overall, the black community has suffered terribly and the white community has flourished at the expense of the black community. Now, in my opinion, sending out cash isn't going to improve anything. In my opinion, we should make college free for all minority communities. Do you know that we do that for people who are in the foster care system? If you are in foster care, you can go to college for free. You don't have to pay back student loans or anything. Why can't we do that for minority communities? Anybody who is a natural born citizen, who is born here, and is part of a minority group, LGBT or a black or Hispanic or whatever, you know what? Hell, give it to everybody. Give it to everybody. Make college education free and available to absolutely anyone. I think that'd be fantastic. That would be a really good start to rise these groups up out of poverty. And let me tell you something. If we can rise groups out of poverty, you know, minority groups or whoever else, if we can raise them out of poverty, everybody benefits from that. Everybody. You're sitting here complaining about, I I don't know if you're doing this, but I've heard people complain about, you know, food stamps and welfare kids and blah, blah, blah. For the record, I was a welfare kid. If you don't like, quote unquote, entitlement programs, help them. Give them a college education. Help them figure out how to survive on their own. And we won't have to deal with this nearly as often if that's really what you care about. There are ways to fix these problems. Uh, You say, how would that work? There are ways. There are actually answers to this question. I mean, I've cited a few, but there are real legal scholars out there who can tell you exactly what we could do to make this work. It's not a throw your hands up in the air and say, well, I just don't know. Guess we can't do anything at all type of situation. There are, there's an answer to this. It's definitely doable. So that's my position on it. Let me know what you think about it in the comments, though. Hi, Owen. Last time you were streaming, I said Democrats and Republicans are the same. You answered and asked me if I can find the Democratic equivalent of Republican extremists. Well, some Democrats were Fauchists, as in Fauci lovers, apparently, although not only Democrats. Fauchists, huh? Okay. It wasn't a Democrat-specific thing. Various people bought into that. Into what? Fauchism? What do you mean by Fauchism? I'm sorry. I'm having trouble taking it seriously. I'll give it my best shot. Let's keep reading. It wasn't a Democrat-specific thing. Various people bought into that. You know what I mean. The people that made a cult out of COVID. People that were repeating trust the science. I know you've said that sentence too, but I know what you mean. 
I know you research scientific studies. You're a smart person, but some people were saying trust the science as a propagandistic slogan. That statement doesn't make sense because science is not an ideology. I know some Democrats were in that cult. Of course, not only Democrats, and there was also another side of the same coin, weirdos claiming masks are a sign of the beast, etc. I personally was slapped in the face by someone because I wasn't wearing a mask in public, not by a Democrat. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, uh, this person rightly pointed out that I said there aren't there isn't really a democratic or a left leaning equivalent of QAnon, right? This political ideology that's like super extreme and only on the left like that doesn't exist in the same way that QAnon does or other far right extremist ideologies do. And they're telling me that they think that anybody who said trust the science was kind of part of a trust the science cult, Fauciists, if you will. Um, I simply disagree. Dr. Fauci, as your mom, hi, honey, says, Fauci is a renowned scientist who is incredibly knowledgeable and cited scientific papers. And we were looking at those scientific papers to come to conclusions and determinations about things. The reason anybody ever said trust the science is because there was some nutter butter screaming right here, masks are the mark of the beast, vaccines are going to get you killed, and all this other stuff. I wouldn't have ever even said trust the science at any point in my life ever if there wasn't somebody screaming, don't trust the science, the science is lying. I wouldn't have ever had to like even say that term if there wasn't somebody screaming about that in the first place. The natural position is to look at the science and make determinations based off the facts of the situation. That is not the same as creating a cult. There is actually, really, a full-blown cult behind people who believe that the vaccine is going to get everybody killed and everything. Late May 2021, my dad trying to buy me off from getting a vaccine is the uh, the subtitle here. I, I don't want money, though. Like I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? What do you think I'm crazy? Your mother got it. What do you think I'm crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this flu season, most of you will be dead. What the do you expect me to be? These people are the same ones that have their lawns decked out in this gear right here. This one is from uh, mid-May 2021, so just like a couple weeks earlier. I'm sorry that it's so herky-jerky with my camera at times, but wait till the end. Wait till you see the mailbox. If, you haven't, if you're listening and not watching, it's just like Trump signs everywhere. Breathe, relax. Trump... I'm a Trump voter and I'm proud. The media does not pick our president, period. Trump 2022. I don't know what that even means. Uh, again, this is from May 2022 or 2021. I'm sorry. Trump make America great again. I mean, there's just signs decked out all over their lawn. This is a house in St. James, Long Island. Oh, and he's even got like a cardboard cutout of Melania and Trump on their yard. My God, dude. I was so shocked driving by that I couldn't even control my camera. 
it had a sign that said smile you're on camera so I hope they saw me and I hope they well they have no shame so I don't think they'd mind being all over TikTok but this should be sent to cult deprogrammers and somebody else that might be able to intervene and help these people because the inhabitants of this home are very very mentally unwell this is not the sign of a mentally stable human being I feel bad if there's children in this home um, I hope the whole house gets sunk into a sinkhole like in poltergeist Okay, that's kind of funny. Um, at the end, she said, wait till the end. She just shows the mailbox, and the cover of the mailbox is a, it's got a picture of Trump's face on it. Same people. Same people. This is very obviously a cult, right? Clear as day, this is a cult. It's the same people who are crying, literally crying over the vaccine. Blue season, most of you have been dead. What the f*** do you expect me to be? Same people, Okay. And in response to those people absolutely losing their minds, believing that by the end of this flu season, most of us will be dead two years ago. In response to those people, I say, trust the science. So yes, I do use that phrase and I use it with complete confidence. And no, I, I don't consider that to be the sign of a cult at all in any way, shape or form. And I'm struggling to see a perspective on this respectfully of course i'm just not i'm just not there with you on that one just not there with you anyway thank you so much for the email all of you including the last one i cut your name out completely because it was really unique but um rest assured it started with z and uh i i appreciate the email from you too friendly emails negative emails uh controversial combative whatever send them in go to my website owenmorgan.com hit the contact me button in the menu and uh, send me a message, okay? Next, we're going to talk about Mike Lindell going down the drain financially, hard, and blaming everybody around him instead of himself. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. And we're still doing, we still have some of those all-season slippers left at $25 a pair to thank all of you out there. This guy looks like he's selling slippers out of back out the back of his trunk. This is kind of funny. Poor Lindell, right? This is Mike Lindell, if you're unfamiliar. He famously is getting sued right now for a billion dollars more, multiple billions of dollars that he doesn't even have for defamation. Now, I have a theory about this, or maybe more accurate to call it a hypothesis, about why he is acting disheveled and like a complete mess. Why he wants the world to think that he's selling slippers out the back of a trunk. But we'll get there. We'll get there. First, I want to talk about how this guy is having a serious downfall arc right now. So as I said, he's being sued for billions of dollars. Fox News just settled a lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems. So Dominion Voting Systems is owed like $750 million or somewhere in that vicinity because Fox News blatantly lied knowingly with malice about Dominion, the company. The Dominion, the company, leases out or sells or whatever voting machines that you feed ballots into it counts the ballots it feeds the ballots out the other side and tells you what the total is they produce those there's another company called smartmatic that does something very similar 
and Fox News intentionally, knowingly, maliciously lied and claimed that Dominion and Smartmatic were setting out to like deceive everybody and they were changing vote totals and they're tied to the Hugo Chavez government, all kinds of other crazy stuff. Mike Lindell made these claims too. So Mike Lindell was included in this lawsuit. Now Fox split off and did their own settlement, but Lindell's not out of the water. So I want to talk about what he's up to right now because he's having a bad week, a really bad week. Aside from his Dominion lawsuit that he's facing right now, as it turns out, he's also facing another, well, it's not a lawsuit exactly, it's arbitration. So if you guys remember forever ago, he held this contest back in, I don't know, 2021 or something at his cyber symposium and said, if you can prove that this data you know, or that this that this is wrong or that the, the election wasn't stolen or whatever. If you can prove that, I will pay you $5 million. Well, a cyber expert or an IT guy or whatever actually entered the contest and won. He proved without a shadow of a doubt that Mike Lindell's data was fake. It wasn't even from the 2020 election. It was false data. And Mike Lindell went through the arbitration process and now owes the guy $5 million because he won his contest. This guy is just taking L after L right now. I love it, dude. I am eating this up. So listen to Mike Lindell's reaction to the fact that he has to pay this guy $5 million because he won his contest. Well, it is the reality. It is fake. It's the biggest scandal. Um, here I am on a family trip with my grandkids, and I'm attacked from all over the country. I, news reporters call me all day. Isn't it kind of strange this comes out the day after Fox settles with Dominion? This guy is not a cyber guy. I don't. Right. So what he's talking about here is the fact that somebody won his contest. Mike Lindell challenged people, said, I'll give you $5 million if you can prove that the election wasn't stolen using my data or whatever. I don't remember what the terms were. A panel of judges determined that the guy won the contest and Mike Lindell was just wrong. He lied. And now he's the persecuted one, right? He owes $5 million for a contest that he set up, and he's the persecuted one. Okay. This guy's not a cyber guy. I don't even know how he got in there with his credentials he has. He's an IT guy, a computer guy, but he's not a cyber guy. Wait, what's the difference? What's, what is a cyber guy if not an IT guy? I'm confused. Now, you say, well, why did these guys rule against this? Well... Three of the three arbitrators, hard left Democrats. Uh, we only had a you only get a little pool to choose from. Oh, fascinating! Wow, you only get a little pool to choose from. That's interesting. Well, part of the contest rules that that this guy had to agree to to be part of the contest, this contest that Mike Lindell set up, were that you had to settle the dispute through arbitration. You couldn't go through the normal legal system through a court system or whatever. You had to settle it through arbitration, which means a panel of judges will sit there and determine finally and completely if you are owed this money or not. That's the contest rule set that Mike Lindell arranged. This is no one's fault but Mike's. And he's like complaining about this, like he's being persecuted. Give me a break. Like I said, dude, this guy has just he's having a hard time right now he's had a hard time you remember the dominion lawsuit I, I mentioned a minute ago this is mike lindell being served with the dominion lawsuit this is the same lawsuit that fox news faced 
and lost recently. Early April 2022. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for everything. What is this? Sir, what, sir, what is this? It's for you. Okay, well, what is it? It's not for me. It's not for me. It's for you. I, I need you to open. I don't. That is a full document. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. God, dude, those process servers are sneaky. That's crazy. Look at this guy blended in perfectly. If you're not watching, if you're just listening, this process server looked like any other member of the crowd. That's their job. These guys are like paid to go around and hunt people down and give them these documents. If you can avoid these documents for long enough, then you could just keep delaying, delaying, delaying. But this guy, like, dressed up in an Iraq-Afghanistan veteran hat and, you know, orange high-vis vest and the whole nine yards so he could, like, deliver this thing to Mike Lindell. That's crazy, dude. They'll go to crazy lengths. Anyways, Mike Lindell, the point is, he's part of this whole lawsuit thing. And uh, here's where my hypothesis my conspiracy theory comes in okay part of winning a defamation lawsuit is there has to be malice it is really difficult to win a defamation lawsuit in the united states for better or worse fox news lost they were about to lose at the very least and that's why they settled for 750 million dollars right so that means fox news knew it was a lie and spread it anyways, despite the fact that they knew it was a lie, and they did it with malice. They intended to hurt Dominion. They intended to lie. It is so hard to prove this. So here's a conspiracy theory. I suspect Mike Lindell doesn't believe any of this garbage, but he knows if he can act like a lunatic and go around the country and pay like tons and tons of money out to start this election crimes bureau and all this other garbage, if he can convince the public that he's crazy, he'll get out of having to pay a billion dollars that he doesn't have. That's my suspicion. I believe Mike Lindell is trying to make people think he's crazy so that he doesn't lose this defamation lawsuit. Listen to him react to being served with this, uh, uh, this Dominion lawsuit here. This is uh, early April 2022, by the by. Well, there was a guy there that gave me an envelope, and it's about this thick. And I said, what's this? And he was kind of sheepish. He says, don't open that here. Well, you might have seen it in the news today. Well, he said, it's not for me. It's for you. I mean, we just watched it. He wasn't sheepish. He just said, it's for you. I'm not. It's court documents. It's a lawsuit. Another lawsuit. They, they, um, Eric Coomer... The president of uh, Dominion, don't know if he still is, but he sued myself, he sued my pillow, and he sued frankspeech.com. And why do you think that is, Mike? You think maybe it's because you lied about him knowingly and intentionally? That happens when you lie about somebody and destroy their reputation for nothing. You can be sued for that, as it turns out. So he sued Frank's speech and my pillow, um, thousands of employees. It's just one more thing they just pile on, Brandon. He's acting like this is everyone else's fault. This is no one's fault but his, really? Uh, do we have, just to show what kind of guy this is, um, I know we have a couple of uh, um, 
articles that came out on him just recently, right? Yeah, we do. They were published over at the Gateway Pundit. Right. I mean, this guy is, uh, uh, he's very, he's, a, he's an evil man. Um, that's all there is to it. Um, just ridiculous, dude. Every, Mike is a victim. Everyone else is out to get Mike. Poor Mike here. Just absurd on every level, dude. So um, this one is from mid-March 2023, this clip. I just wanted to show you this to point out that Mike Lindell is suffering terribly financially. He's in real bad shape. And this is this came out before Mike Lindell lost the $5 million arbitration and before the results of the Dominion lawsuit are out. Or Smartmatic. He's being sued by both companies right now. And he's suffering right now. Watch this clip. About, I guess, your loan, the loan you took out at, uh, at uh, MyPillow. People, people are all over you about this. Yeah, there, last year, it actually was three separate loans as the, as the machine companies continue to sue us for. You're talking about machine companies, Dominion and Smartmatic. Continue to sue us for billions of dollars. And um, we had to. Well, you cost them billions of dollars, Mike, so it's totally understandable that they would sue you for that. Yeah. We had to borrow almost $10 million at MyPillow. We're a company. We're an employee-owned company. It just baffles me, Steve. You've got all these companies, are these machine companies out there, these voting machine companies that nobody even knew their name before, but everybody protects them. Wait, who's protecting them? The court system? From you lying about them? Yeah, I suppose so. I would hope that the court system would protect Mike if someone was lying about him, too, so maliciously and intentionally. Yet you attack a USA company, my pillow, and my employees, and it's just disgusting. Wow, that's actually really fascinating what he just said. Listen to this one more time and see if you can pick up on it. Before, but everybody protects them, and yet you attack a USA company. Dominion and Smartmatic are also U.S. companies. But the primary claim that he is being sued over is that Dominion is run by Hugo Chavez or some other government or Maduro something something. I don't even know now. I don't remember what the claims were. He claims that they're part of a foreign country. So he wants to draw that distinction. He wants to plant in your mind, in the minds of Steve Bannon's audience, that he's an American-owned company and Dominion is not. Once again, he's continuing this slander, this flat-out blatant lie. I am convinced that this guy is trying to make everybody believe that he's crazy so that he can get out of this lawsuit. If you really do believe the things that you say, you are less likely to lose the lawsuit. Well, that brings us up to uh, current day, mid-March 2023. Well, not current day, but close enough up to, you know, what he's doing right now. It, it He appears to be disheveled and it looks as though he's like preparing to sell slippers out of the back of his car, out of the trunk of his car. I have no clue what's going on with this guy right now, but he is a train wreck. And we're still doing we still have some of those all season slippers left at twenty five dollars a pair to thank all of you out there uh, for the great uh for supporting us, supporting us through all this. My employees, we've lost all our box stores, our shopping channels. Uh, we get attacked every single day. And my pillow should not have to be attacked when they're protecting companies out there that we never heard the names of before, which I don't need to name all the voting machine companies. But um, 
Dude, what? Oh my god, that that whole thing that he just said was a train wreck, if I've ever seen one. Wow, that was confusing. Okay, the guy needs help. Or is he playing a bit? Is he playing a role? To be fair, he was a little bit of a nutter butter before all of this. And I'll, I'll show you an example of what I mean in a minute. I don't really feel like the guy's always been completely like glued to reality in the first place. But so it, it, that's why it's hard. Like it's so hard to know if this really is a bit that he's playing to get out of paying out the nose for like these lawsuits or if he's just like if he's a true believer. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Is this guy a true believer or is he trying to get out of these lawsuits by making everybody think he's crazy? Let me know in the comments. For what it's worth, though, he actually apparently upgraded his pillow technology recently, which is even more incentive for people to purchase them, of course. Why is his business failing? He just upgraded to pillow technology 2.0 late January 2023. And you can hear the media now. Mike Lindell just uh, puts, a, puts changes his pillow to make more money. No, we changed it because we didn't have the technology back then, so we enhanced it if i was just going to put a different color on it i wouldn't do it this totally totally he got his cyber guys in there to enhance their pillow technology right always talking about those cyber guys they know what they're doing boy they can upgrade just about anything uh they can do it remotely too i or no, let me rephrase hopefully one day he will upgrade his technology his pillow technology so that they can do remote updates to your pillow so you can get Pillow Technology 3.0 without even having to buy a new one. Who knows? The sky's the limit in the future, right? Actually adds technology that helps people sleep. And I would think that anybody... It adds technology that helps people sleep, he says. Helps people sleep. And I would think that anybody that has a product where you can improve it, where it actually manifests to something that helps people even better. Jesus, dude. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. Is this guy crazy or is he just playing a bit? It is so hard to know for sure. Well, check this out. This is actually him reacting to the fact that Dominion and Fox settled on the $750 million. Mid-April 2023, this came out, and uh, he has some ideas for the future and how things are going to play out, or so he hopes. I think, Logan, I think we're going to reach out to Fox and see what they say about that. Is Fox going to finally answer our call and tell us what they have to say about this? Logan, let's ring up Fox here and see what they have to say. If they're going to if they're going to start reporting the news now that they've settled so there's no more lawfare. What do they have to say? Oh, right. Because once Fox News pays Dominion seven hundred and fifty million dollars. For their lawsuit, it means they can just go back to making the same old claims they had that got them in that position in the first place, right? Totally, that checks out. That makes complete sense. Is the guy crazy or is he faking? I believe that this video that we're about to watch, this one happened before the Dominion lawsuit came out. So he was still pretty confident in his nutty claims at this point just kind of getting a glimpse back and seeing how he acted and like how his brain processed things at the time. Give us a little bit of context. Tell us if he's crazy or faking it. Mid-January 2022. Everything you're going to see over these next seven months to get rid of the machines, you're going to see the Supreme Court case coming out, all these great things. Every next few months, he says, this is years ago now. That stuff never happened, of course. 
great things, everybody. By the way, you can find more at frankspeech.com. I'll put that little out, put that out there. There are so many. I'm more optimistic today than I have been yesterday, the day before that. It, I'm on an incline like this. Why? Because it's so amazing. All the things that we have, we already have all the pieces of the puzzle. And you talk about evidence. We had enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life, 300 and some million people. 300 million people. You mean the population of the United States of America? I mean, there were only, what, 150 million voters, right, in America? Something like that in the 2020 election? But 300 million of them are going to jail. Totally, totally, absolutely. Million people. Uh, we, we had that all the way back to November, December. But what we have are these other things that had to happen, which was all evil revealing itself. I mean, evil's popping up like pocket gophers. I mean, they pop their heads up, it's whack. What the hell's a pocket gopher? Pop their heads up, it's whack-a-mole, right? I mean, it, it's everywhere. And that all had to be revealed so that we can fix it. God, dude, this guy is something else. Seriously, I eat this up, though. I love it to death. It's so funny. Well, he eventually ended up paying a price for that. With Mike Lindell, I've found that he ends up paying a price for the bad decisions that he makes. He does seem to face accountability. It just takes a while. So he started making these claims immediately, like before the 2020 election even happened. He was claiming fraud. I mean, Donald Trump is doing the same thing. He Trump was claiming that they were doing ballot stuffing and all this other garbage leading up to the 2020 election. And Lindell was following suit. So years later, mid-January 2022, he finally faced the smallest modicum of accountability when his bank dropped him. Now he seems to be facing some small semblance of accountability when he was ordered to pay $5 million to this guy for lying, for pretending to have election data, when it wasn't even election data. It was just random packets of data that were presented to him as election data. It was just garbled nonsense. So he had to pay $5 million for that. And now he's facing down the Smartmatic and the Dominion lawsuits. Things are not looking pretty for this guy. But I eat it up when I see him facing some level of accountability. Mid-January 2022, after he made those claims about 300 million people going to prison and all that, once his bank, I think it was Bank of America maybe, saw the writing on the wall that this guy is most definitely going to be sued out of existence pretty soon, they jumped ship. They were like, we're done. We don't want anything to do with this kind of thing. They want us to leave their bank. You're, what you're going to hear on these recordings are Horrific. Horrific. They told him, we don't want to work with you anymore as your bank. What's horrific about that? They Because now that you have, it's manifested from this, Steve. They're bringing back a year ago and all these terrible outlets like the Washington Post. And I just had a call from The Guardian today. And then you have the Daily Beast. All of these outlets now are attacking me, re-attacking me again, trying to say I'm some kind of a... Um, Let's subpoena Mike Lindell's records. As you know, I went after Pelosi and that fake committee they got going to scare everybody. Fake committee. The January 6th committee, I think, is he's talking about. To scare everybody. You know, what's interesting, I didn't have any fear about the January 6th committee. It didn't scare me in the least bit. You know why? Because I didn't go to the Capitol on January 6th and wreak havoc. Try to bring a stop to a democratic process. Seems to me, if you don't do something wrong, 
you don't have to worry about the January 6th committee coming and asking you questions. That's just something, you know, that's just me. Let me know if I'm wrong here. And by doing this, now these banks want to get part of the cancel culture. They want to cancel out all of these entities. The biggest one they worry about, frank speech, everybody. Totally, totally. Everybody worries about that. We're trying to cancel it, right? They want to silence frank speech. They want to silence my voice. Lindell TV. You want to silence his voice as I literally play him on my YouTube channel and people are trying to silence his voice. Give me a break. There's nine entities on there. Steve, they called me when they called my controller. I Let's couldn't believe up. it. Yeah. So anyways, that's Mike Lindell. Absolutely unhinged from reality. I do just want to point out, though, that whole cancel culture bit holds absolutely no weight anymore. I'm completely done listening to this cancel culture nonsense ever since this article released conservatives plot text warnings on woke products. This is by Axios. A conservative group is offering a new service that texts woke alerts straight to the phones of grocery shoppers who want to know which brands are accused of taking political positions that are offensive to the right, like M&Ms, like Bud Light, for example. They never cared about cancel culture. In fact, people like Mike Lindell are the worst perpetrators of cancel culture. There is no cancel culture. There is only people protesting by boycott things that they don't like. And that's part of our American democracy. That's our freedom to express ourselves. That is us expressing ourselves the way that we're allowed to through peaceful protest. But to pretend that there's some cancel culture thing happening that's unique to the left is absurd the right is way worse about cancel culture than the left is i say that with complete confidence and if you doubt me ask yourself this what would happen if trump came out as gay tomorrow he would lose almost all of his influence i'm 95 percent sure except maybe the far right like the religious believers the ones that think that he's like a messiah maybe they'd stick around but again maybe they wouldn't maybe they can't stomach the idea that their messiah is gay the left is not perpetrating some cancel culture nonsense but the right absolutely most definitely is i feel i've made that point clearly let me know what you think in the comments is this guy a true believer or is he pretending to be crazy to get out of a lawsuit then there's that one time mike lindell claimed that Jenna Griswold, Secretary of State of Colorado, Jenna Griswold committed a murder just out of nowhere, just drops this bomb on everybody. She will end up in prison, prison, and more prison. Jenna Griswold is a criminal beyond all criminals. Uh, the mo One of the most evil people this country's ever seen. Fact, and that's that. They have bashed down doors of innocent mothers and pulled their daughters down the steps by their hoodies, put them out in the yard with their underwear, never press charges. This is the, they've weaponized, the FBI weaponized law enforcement, uh, but Jenna Griswold has, and she's abused, uh, abused her citizens, and now you tell me she's coming up with laws so she can get away with the crime in the future. But I got news for you, Jenna, it's too- Dude, this is all completely made up, like from beginning to end, every last bit of this is fabricated, of course. I just, I assume you know that, I just wanna put that on record. He's just making most of this stuff up entirely.
Jenna, it's too late. You already committed a murder, and we caught you. A murder? It's over, Jenna. A murder? A murder? No. Well, a murder. I mean, it's a peril. It's a. Well, it's an analogy. Oh. Okay. Okay. That took me by surprise. For I thought he. It's an analogy. Okay. So I guess he didn't accuse her of murder, but still, dude has problems for real. Dude has problems. Whether he's faking it or not, he's got problems. Next, we're going to talk about Prophet Johnny Enlow's hilarious history of Trump prophecies. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Have you heard any timeline? Of course, that one has to come out. Any timelines at all? It's the same thing God says, and it's the most frustrating timeline ever. Soon! This is Johnny Enlow talking about his timeline for when he believes God will reinstate Donald Trump to the presidency as leader of Earth. Not just leader of the U.S., but leader of Earth. Dude lives in a separate reality. So I wanted to kind of take a look back at some of his most hilarious prophecies, not predictions, but prophecies, and see if any of them came true, because we're a few years down the line now, we're coming up on a brand new election, and Donald Trump still is not the president for a second term. So let's listen to some of this, see what he has to say. This is early December 2019. This is probably one of his more famous ones. It's called the Hinge of the Ages Prophecy. So Enlow is describing a time when he was receiving an open or a closed vision. There's a difference. One of them, you physically see things in front of you, and the other, you visualize it in your head. I, I think it's the one where he visualizes. It's a closed vision. He receives this vision from God where Donald Trump is, you know what? I'll, let's just watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about here. I was asking the Lord about it. He hadn't told me. I was like, Lord, you still haven't showed me. And then on March, right when I'm saying that I have this, oh, it's not an open vision, but it was a vision. And so I was like, Lord, as I'm saying that, the first thing he said is, he is going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from yet. And then the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that. And he said, this time in the presidency is going to be a hinge of the ages and be known as before Trump and after Trump because of the way I'm going to use him. I'm using him as a Trump card, but I'm the Trump card player. Now, really think about what this guy just said. He said Donald Trump will be a hinge of the ages. That means he believes we're going to stop basing everything off of a Jesus-based system, and we're going to move to a Donald Trump-based system. He believes Trump is going to replace Jesus. I mean, there's some subtext here that I'm not touching on, but he genuinely believes that Donald Trump is the new Messiah. And so your nation will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And he said, the nations will be known as before Trump, after Trump. And the Lord, it was like, I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. I usually give you all that option. This time I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. This is this is a a, a moment of the ages. This that takes some guts to come out there and say it doesn't matter if you vote or not. I don't really care because God is going to install Donald Trump as the leader of the United States, whether you vote or not. Doesn't matter at all. 
That was the prophecy. Donald Trump will be reinstalled as president. Of course, again, this is 2019 when he said this. He's going to be reinstalled in 2020 by God, whether you vote for it or not. And he's going to act as a hinge of the ages. We're going to switch from B.C. before Christ and A.D. Anno Domini, meaning the year of our Lord. We're going to switch from that to B.T. and A.T., before Trump and after Trump. That is absolutely absurd. And it should give you some insight into where the guy's head is at, into how he views Trump. He views him as the second coming of Jesus. I am dead serious. Let's look at some of his other stuff, he said. Late December 2021, he seemed to kind of dance around the title of prophet. He didn't really want to claim the title. He kind of gives up the the game at the end here, but late December 2021, so this is, what, a year, a little bit over a year after Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, and this guy was unequivocally and without question proven to be a false prophet. He was a false prophet without question. He comes out here and says this. I said before uh, uh, that I don't announce myself as such. And um, I have been called that for more than... Talking about being a prophet. 20 years as I travel around. I have never asked anybody to call me that. I've been introduced, uh, you know, in Baptist churches. I've been introduced to presidents and prime ministers and other things as... It's true. Even senators in the United States and congressmen, he has prayed over them publicly really he's extremely influential that's why we're talking about him sisters and other things as prophet and in none of those cases did i ask for that to happen but i was introduced as such and respected and 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 accepted as such and even received a diploma of honor from uh, you know nation of peru something done by six different congressmen for wow. wow. work in peru and really it's because prophetic words came true at a very macro or yeah. Sure, sure, absolutely. Prophetic words came true, 100%. You know, the Bible actually says something about this. It's pretty clear. It's one of my favorite verses of all time because it is one of the verses that freed me from having to worry about whether or not I was doing the right thing when I walked away from Jehovah's Witnesses. It's Deuteronomy 18.23. It basically describes how you can know that somebody is a prophet and what a prophet is and all that other good junk. Deuteronomy 18.23 at the bottom says, how can we know that a message is from you and not something that someone else just, you know, wants to communicate for their own ends? And God says, if what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true... That is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. That's how we know somebody is not really speaking to God. We know it when they prophesy something that's patently false, that doesn't come true. That's how we know. Now, by this point in time, December 2021, when this clip came out, he had falsely prophesied that Donald Trump is going to be installed as the next president in 2020 whether you voted or not and here we sit after the 2020 election with biden as the winner the guy is a false prophet 
and he knows that he's a false prophet at this point. And so does the other guy, uh, Steve Schultz. He knows this too. They both know he's a false prophet and they're leaning into it anyways because they're charlatans. So he says, I, I don't call myself a prophet, right? But I accept the honor if it's bestowed upon me by others. And I, I want to ask this real quick, because you, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I want to make sure that people hear what you're saying, what you're not saying. You're saying you've never, ever been asked. You've asked. You've never asked people to call you a prophet. But you're not saying that you're not a prophet. That's correct. Okay. And and so, you know, it's um, kind of a weaselly, underhanded way to approach it, huh? Uh, part of it's probably designed to take the heat off myself Um, i'm not saying but i do not say i'm not a prophet take the heat off of yourself what does that mean take the heat off of yourself why would you have to take the heat off of yourself over what exactly if you're a prophet then call yourself one if you prophesy if you receive the word of the lord and you can prove that call yourself a prophet what's the problem he says he won't correct people if they call him a prophet but he doesn't call himself a prophet that's not how that works if somebody calls you a prophet and you don't believe yourself to be one correct them people call me a cult expert from time to time i'm not i'm not i'm a god what's the word i'm looking for here maybe a a cult not connoisseur what's the word um i'm a, a cult enthusiast maybe that's not even the right word I know this material like the back of my hand, and I do have a degree in psychology, a two-year degree, but I'm not an expert. I know how a lot of this stuff works beyond a layman level, and I have even more knowledge into the psychology field than just cult-level knowledge, but I'm not an expert. When somebody calls me an expert, I correct them. When somebody calls him a prophet, he should correct them. If he doesn't believe it, this tells me that he believes himself to be a prophet. In fact, he came out and said that, right? It's just to take the heat off of himself. That's the reason why he doesn't call himself a prophet, to take the heat off of himself, whatever that means. Why ever he would choose to do that makes no sense. All right, check this prophecy out from him. He prophesies Trump is going to return to the White House in this one, October 14th, 2021. You'd think the dude would have learned his lesson. He's been doing these prophecies nonstop for like months leading up to this point. There's a big one in March, on March 4th, like everybody in the QAnon world claimed that Trump is going to become the president on March 4th because of this weird, convoluted belief about, I don't even know, it's complicated. Uh, Of course, it fell flat. And here we are, October 14th, another failed prophecy from this guy. Check this out. Me ask the prophetic people all the time, when's he going to be back in that seat? It's like if you just knew a little more of the macro, uh, he's doing what he's supposed to. And 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 just to add to that, like because uh, I just just if we knew more of the macro, if we knew more of the macro, tell us, give us the insight that we don't have. You're the prophet, right? Tell us what we're missing. And, and just to add to that, like because uh, I just saw it again in, in, in the spirit of what I saw. I saw it again in the spirit uh, a couple few days ago was I saw a picture of uh, President Trump playing chess again. Ah. And this is a prophecy he received from God. God sent him a prophecy like a vision, I guess, a closed vision 
showing Trump playing chess. Okay. And um, and he's very advanced. I could tell he's very good in advance. Like, why include that? But then all the super you back up, you see the higher view. God has him on his chessboard, That's and so good. Trump and his whole board were on his board, and he's actually playing Trump. Okay, that makes no sense whatsoever. This guy seems to like just have these weird fever dreams about Donald Trump and how much he loves him and how important he is in his life. And then believes that these are like prophecies from God. Uh, and, and he's above and he's he's the unbeatable master at at chess. And so that's that's what's always the encouraging thing. And whenever we can't see whenever we feel discouraged with what we're seeing, we usually it means we like we lack the higher yeah. the higher view of, of seeing what's really taking place. Absolutely absurd, dude. This guy is completely out of touch with reality. Completely. I don't know how else to take this. You're not hearing the voice of God. Okay? He's not showing you special insight into anything. If he is, prove it. Prove it. That's all I need is a little proof. Now, this guy's had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to prove to me without a shadow of a doubt that he is, in fact, hearing the voice of God, and every single time he fails. I haven't seen a single successful prophecy from this guy yet. And I, I watch him pretty closely. He went on the conservative Flyover Conservatives podcast. I have heard of this before, and I've heard some other stuff from them. I think they're a reasonably big podcast, but I haven't, like, dove into their stuff or anything like that. Listen to what Enlo had to say to them early June 2021. At this point, he, how many failed prophecies does he have under his belt? A lot. Have you heard any timeline? Of course, that one has to come out. Any timelines at all? It's the same thing God says, and it's the most frustrating timeline ever. Soon! <laughs> um, because uh, soon with him is... is uh, Never our soon. Never, yeah. never our soon. I, I just... You know, it has to be this year. I love it, dude. Has to be this year, he says, in 2021. Love it to death. And uh, yep. Um, yep. we used to say it has to be this month. Yeah, we used to say it has to be. <laughs> the deal is we also know natural intel like you all do. And yeah. so you, that I have to be led by spiritual yeah. intel. Right. Yeah. He knows natural intel. And the natural intel is telling him, it's pointing at the fact that Trump will be reinstated by the end of 2021. Absurd. What natural intel did you have, Johnny, that told you that Trump would be reinstated by the end of 2021? Even like the natural intel, quote unquote, that he claimed to have didn't point to that at all. The dude walked out of the White House and moved to Mar-a-Lago uh, in Florida. It's just absurd on every level cannot accept the fact that he was wrong. And I do believe the timing of the Lord is perfect in this. Yeah. And there are things, you know, it's one of my uh, prophetic friends right now. Uh, one of his prophetic friends, okay. Uh, believes, uh, you know, there was something that, that President Trump is so disturbed by certain things that are happening. He's wanting to even accelerate that he was being tempted to accelerate and doing it faster than a plan that they had. Mm -hmm. And that it wasn't necessarily the way they're supposed to go. And I'm like, 
no, I want to know. I agree with Trump. Let's do it now. <laughs> um, sure. The, the, this guy believes that he's receiving visions that indicate what Trump's like mindset is. Really? They believe that God is giving them visions like prophecies that Donald Trump wants to what? Take the presidency back right now or something? Where are their heads? This is absurd on so many levels. This is early March 2023. The guy is still giving us false prophecies to this day. I do not believe that for one moment that he has stepped back at all, particularly in the eyes of the Lord, yeah. um, as being the ruling. I say it over and over, and this is the part I've never changed. He is the number one kingdom asset for government on planet earth and has been that has not changed this is so sad dude really it's so sad because i know people who know him very closely i mean they're they are as close as you can get to him and he wasn't always like this dude didn't always believe trump to be a religious leader the way that he does right now he used to be kind of left-leaning as a matter of fact, he helped his family get out of a cult that they were all a part of before. He used a scriptural basis to help the family find their way out of this cult that they were all a part of. And then he fell right into the QAnon rabbit hole. It is so sad to see, man. It has been. That has not changed. And just because there's a stealing of election, his influence is is so powerful. I thought people understand that if he really was panicked about us losing, you know, he's older in life, even though he's maintaining his strength and everything. Well, if, if he's nearing 80 and he thinks we've really lost the country, he would be justified in calling for a revolution and sure. saying, we, we have to, for, for my kids and for my kids, kids sake, we have to be willing. And if he made that call, they would find out he is the man in power in this in this country because not only is it in the eyes of god but in the eyes of men if he gave any hint or evidence that we have lost it complete you know he says we've lost it but there's always this thing of they're working and something's happening but if ever he just put on the desperation thing it's like it's time to take up arms we have to be willing to go like if he did that they would find yeah. out how he has that is. level of uh, both authority and um influence i guess would be the other word that's crazy dude the fact that these people are even suggesting that trump should do something like this or or has the ability and seemingly implying that they would follow they would do it they would jump in trump calls for armed revolution pick up your guns and do something and these people would be on the front lines fighting for him ready to give their lives for him you know, they say anybody who's been in a war doesn't want war. They know what it's like, and they'll do anything they can to avoid it. I don't. These people don't strike me as the types that would have been in the military at any point in their lives, but there are plenty of people out there, veterans and active duty military and, and police and all kinds of people out there who believe the same way that they do about Trump, that it's time for an armed revolution. They want it, and they're waiting for the trigger. Honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't 
like moved forward already. I mean, Donald Trump got arrested not too long ago. And uh, when he was arrested, he said, there will be blood or something like that if you guys put me in jail. Something to that effect. I don't remember exactly what it was. I'm surprised they didn't take that as a call to arms. Like, he's already said plenty that I could reasonably interpret to be calls to arms, right? To calls to revolution. And these people seem totally primed for it. It's really sad how he can pull their strings like they're wind-up dolls or, or like they're the like string pulley dolls or whatever, and they'll do whatever he tells them to, whatever it is. Just for good measure, though, take a look at this throwback just to show you how deep in it this guy really is. This is how much of a believer Johnny Enlow is. Damn his reputation. Damn his prophecies. Damn all of it. Even if he is a false prophet, he seems to be at the point where he's willing to believe anything that Trump says, no matter what. Early May 2022. This is about Trump's famous Kofifi tweet where he said, there's negative press coverage about me. And instead of putting coverage, he put Kofifi. Kofifi is C-O-V-F-E-F-E. And, and so that's how it's spelled, okay? C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Can't do it with the fingers when I'm doing like this. But anyway, Kofifi. And yes, people thought that was an error for spelling coffee. Like they no, it was press coverage, but okay. Yes, people thought that was an error for spelling coffee. Like they haven't learned yet that President Trump doesn't really miss anything. Trump? Are, are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> if something is spelled, if he leaves out an L, he adds an R, he does. It's everything has a reason and a purpose. This is very strategic what is taking place. So Kofifi is, um, it's, there are three from the table of elements. C-O is for. Oh boy, we're, we're hitting the table of elements. Okay. C-O is for cobalt. V is for vanadium. Fe, Fe is two molecules of iron. This is the solution, the antidote to the 5G towers that were really designed to work with the vaccines and essentially hack really? the human beings. Wow. And this guy's sitting here, really? Like, he's eating it up. This dude believes it. This is crazy. Cobalt, vanadium, and two iron molecules, first of all, wouldn't be written like that. It'd be capital O, lowercase c, capital V, lowercase e, and then capital F, lowercase e, and then a, a tiny two in the superscript in the corner there. That That's how it would be written, first of all. And second, come on, man. You think that Trump is giving people secret formulas that they can use to, like, create an antidote to a vaccine and, and all this? Gar like, come on. Really? The saddest thing is he believes it. He's a true believer, this guy, I think. I've heard enough from him, enough interviews with Michael Flynn and others, and, and, and this guy here, Steve Schultz, I've heard enough from, from all of them to be very confident that this guy's a true believer. You've got to feel bad for him and his family, right? Absolutely absurd. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. I mean, I'm deeply entertained by this, but at the same time, kind of sad for him. Next, we're going to talk about the guy that organized January 6th getting caught sending questionable messages to boys. Uh-oh. Looks like another case of projection. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description.
Any election I don't like is stolen. Any election where you get 81 million tabulations, not votes, is stolen. It's pretty simple. If I don't like it, it's stolen. If I like it, it's not stolen. If you win, it's stolen. This is Ali Alexander. You may not be familiar with the guy, but he is extremely influential behind the scenes. Knows Donald Trump personally. He's taken pictures with him. And he's probably most famous for having been the organizer of the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th. He was the guy that got the petition, or what What was it? Not petition. Permit. Yeah, the permit. He got the permit to protest on January 6th at the Capitol and the whole nine yards. He was the guy that did it behind the scenes. He knows everybody. He's been on Alex Jones. He knows Nick Fuentes. He knows Trump. He knows all of them. Really, really influential people. And he pretty much laid out his political ideology there for us, didn't he? If it doesn't end up the way that I want it to end up, then the election was stolen. Pretty simple. If it doesn't end with me winning, it's stolen. This is how democracy dies, by the way. If more people embrace this idea, if this becomes a widespread sentiment, this is how democracy dies. Well, this guy has found himself in a whole world of trouble recently because, as it turns out, he's been sending pics of ducks, like geese and stuff, to kids and and requesting that those kids send geese and, you know, other waterfowl pictures of aforementioned waterfowl to him. What What is it people say? Every accusation is a confession, right? Worry about the kids. Worry about what your kids are looking at on the internet and all that stuff. Well, this guy's on the other end requesting pictures of ducks, duck pics, if you will, from the children on the internet. Stop the Steal organizer apologizes after being accused of asking teen boys for duck pics, eggplant emojis, if you will. This is from the Daily Beast, and this is about Ali Alexander, the guy that we just listened to. We're going to listen to more clips of him in a second. I just want to kind of glance through this uh, article real quick. By the way, this article is written April 17th, 2023. A key figure in the pro-Trump Stop the Steal campaign has apologized after being accused of asking teenage boys for pictures of waterfowl, if you will. Ali Alexander has become one of the most ubiquitous figures in the MAGA movement. Yeah, like I said, you guys probably didn't even know him. He's not like a a well-known surface-level player, like a politician, like a Ted Cruz or a Mitch McConnell or something. But he pulls strings behind the scenes a lot. Trump himself reportedly requested that Alexander speak at his rally before the riot, with his appearance only quashed by a last-minute intervention from Trump's aides. But this week, Alexander stands at the center of a scandal that raises questions about how powerful men in the far right treat their younger acolytes. This is too gay, Alexander said in a statement issued Friday night that addressed the allegations in broad terms. Alexander, who has described himself as bi in the past, added that he was battling with same-sex attraction. Battling with same-sex attraction. How sad is that? You know, we get one go-around on this planet. We get one spin. If you don't live your life and enjoy it while you're here, what are you doing? Live your life and don't obsess over extremism or fundamentalism or whatever. It is so sad. 
The budding online scandal has also roiled the pro-Trump and white supremacist America First movement just months after it reached new levels of notoriety after its leader, Nick Fuentes, dined with Donald Trump and rapper Kanye West at Mar-a-Lago. Now Fuentes is facing backlash from his own supporters over whether he ignored warnings that Alexander, his friend and ally, was allegedly soliciting pictures of ducks and eggplants and things from young men within the Fuentes movement. Yeah, Nick Fuentes is not even a neo-Nazi. I don't even feel like it's right to qualify. He's just a full-blown Nazi. Like, he believes in the ideals that the party in 1940s Germany put forward. It's insane, dude. Absolutely unhinged. You want to talk about unhinged? Let's talk about Ali Alexander. We're going to read more of this in a second. Let me just give you a little insight into who the guy is now that we've gotten a a little bit of a clearer picture from the website. Mid-December 2022. This is on his podcast or his like his website. It's cozy.tv. It's some far right extremist streaming platform. Check this out. Look, I'm human. I think that one of my spiritual gifts is uh, that I am a seer. I do think that that is one of my spiritual gifts. Seer. He's a seer. You know what that means? You may be unfamiliar if you're not like involved in the QAnon movement as much as I am or like the charismatic or evangelical movement or whatever. But that basically means he believes that God has given him the gift of revealing things to him before they happen or whatever. A number of it could mean all kinds of different things. But basically he sees he kind of does divination or fortune telling or whatever. Powers granted to him by God, specifically. I have an uncanny ability to either flirt with prophecy or, or, or be endowed with prophecy sometimes. Um, so I'm definitely a seer. Check this one out, mid-November 2022. I just want to give you some insight into the guy's headspace. Again, huge figure in the MAGA movement. Huge. Even if Kerry was going to lose, I would will it into existence. Carrie Lake, she ran for Arizona governor in uh, 2020, I think, and lost and has been complaining about it ever since. She lost her election fair and square, got fewer votes than Katie Hobbs. And Katie Hobbs was not only the winner of the election, but sworn in and is now acting as governor. Would will it into existence. See how that went for him. And I know that sounds kooky. Little bit, especially since we have the benefit of hindsight and can see that it's complete nonsense. And I know that sounds crazy, but just don't catch me on a wild day. I feel like I've caught you on a wild day. Pete Davidson one time got on my bad side and almost killed himself. So. Totally, totally. And that was all you're doing, right, bud? In between you soliciting pictures of waterfowl from children, you took the time away from doing that to think about Pete Davidson, which, of course, forced him to try to hurt himself or whatever. Totally, totally. Absolutely. You're not going to believe me. Nope. Doesn't matter. The, the point is, is that no one needs to believe you the first time. The point is you just need to tell them a first time. Do you understand this? This is ridiculous, dude. This is embarrassing and painful and cringy and sad. This is going to sound kooky for y'all and Cozy, but... 
Again, Cozy TV. That's the platform he uses. Do you understand this? This is going to sound kooky for y'all and Cozy, but you guys don't understand the esoteric. What if I told you that all of us are capable of traveling? Well, not all of us because you're not smart enough, but what if I told you that there are a lot of people capable of time traveling? They just don't know it. What if I told you that time traveling? You're just not smart enough, he says. This is just painful, dude. This is painful. It is. It's so embarrassing. I have secondhand embarrassment for this guy that he's got out here and, and said all this stuff. Time traveling is easier than you think. Uh, it requires a lot of discipline and no machines. What if I told you that the reason why the New World Order wants you to focus on fiction stories about machines is they don't want you to know that everyone has access to time travel? Totally, totally. That checks out. I believe you without question. Then what if I told you that the, re the way that those of us fight is we are each pulling from time itself I'm sorry? What? You know, there's an easy way to prove this. You know how? Tell us something that you learned about the future. He said he could will Carrie Lake's election victory into existence, right? What happened? That seems like a flat-out failed prophecy or failed foresight or whatever it is. I mean, he claims to be a time traveler from the future, right? Sounds like you failed. I gave you one shot to prove it to me, and you dropped the ball. Yes, of course the Jews time travel. Oh, okay. God, this is getting weird. That's what makes the apostasy so great. So what if I told you... What if I told you that I could prove that I've time traveled before? Wow, that was a wicked long pause. I may just cut the pause out because the clip ends there, but holy mother, dude. that That is absolutely unhinged from reality. This is who is at the very top of the movement. Seriously. This is who's at the very top. And for what it's worth, the article we were reading from a minute ago said that he didn't speak before Trump, but he did speak at the January 6th rally, and he was there. Obviously, he, like, ran it. He got the uh, permits and stuff for it. So I don't know what that was all about on the article about him not speaking before Trump or whatever, but he was there, and I have a clip of it. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's read a little bit more of this article. Yeah, one more clip before we continue the article. Late September 2022. Just want to give you a little insight into how the, the guy views the world. Ali Alexander says, vote! Vote for Doug Mastriano. Mastriano ran for governor in Pennsylvania and lost. He was an extremist right-wing nutcase. In fact, if you can find a way to secretly vote twice. No, I'm just kidding. But am I? <laughs> Don't get caught. That's how he views the world. He's willing to do absolutely anything, literally anything. Don't get caught, he says. Vote twice. Don't get caught. Isn't that illegal? Isn't it e illegal to even say from a public platform? Absolutely unhinged from reality. Let's read a little bit more of this article since we're talking about him here. On Friday night, Alexander, who was questioned by the House January 6th committee about his role organizing a canceled rally dubbed the Wild Protest outside the Capitol, which drew crowds to the building right before the riot began, issued a statement Friday offering a general apology. Oh, interesting. So 
I think that I guess what happened was he got the permits and named it the wild protest. And then the from my understanding, like, don't quote me on this. I, I think he canceled his rally and let the White House take over the stop the steal rally like he had the permits to protest there and he gave the permits to the White House and they canceled it out and created their own basically. I think that's how it happened. I'm partially speculating here. So he says, this is his uh, general apology. I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years, Alexander wrote, adding later, when I've flirted or others have flirted with me, I've flexed my credentials or dropped corny pickup lines. Other times I've been careless and should have qualified those coming up to me's identities during flirtatious banter at the start. Okay, I don't know what he's saying here, but that's not okay. Um, flexing your credentials is not okay in my opinion. It's unethical and wrong. What he's saying here is he used his position of power and authority to gain an edge, an advantage over somebody to benefit himself. And that's simply wrong. Alexander didn't respond to requests for comment from the Daily Beast. In his statement, he claimed he had also been targeted by false accusations an edited screenshot of his messages, but declined opportunities to point out which accusers or screenshots aren't legitimate. Yeah, like I said, he apologized for this stuff. It's true. I mean, we have the screenshots. We have the people talking about it until he outright tells us which ones are fake. I have no reason to believe any of that. Oh, yeah, and he's in a serious war with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene right now, too. Oh, my God. Ooh, it's getting ugly between those two. I may end up covering that soon if things play out the way I hope they will. That is to be determined by the boy who plays his cards the most correct is a quote. Rumors about Alexander's alleged behavior toward younger men have circulated in conservative online circles since at least 2015. But they reached a new level late last month after Milo Yiannopoulos, a controversial British provocateur and one-time Alexander ally, turned on Alexander after he and Fuentes, Alexander and Fuentes, pushed him out of a potentially lucrative position in West's nascent presidential campaign. We're talking about Kanye West. So Kanye West is running for president. It's going absolutely nowhere, of course. And Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes apparently pushed Alexander out of the campaign. That's interesting. Yiannopoulos started releasing video interviews and other evidence meant to prove that Alexander propositioned both adult men in their 20s and at least two teenagers. Yiannopoulos, whose own career as a far-right pundit imploded in 2017 after remarks he'd made downplaying the seriousness of pedophilia, surfaced, Claims he has more damaging videos to release about Alexander and Fuentes. Ooh, that's not good. Yiannopoulos, wait, so Yiannopoulos was kicked out of the Kanye West campaign, I guess. Okay. Yiannopoulos claims he's releasing the video against Alexander because Alexander dropped Yiannopoulos' name to entice young men. One screenshot purports to show Alexander dangling the prospect of a meeting with Yiannopoulos to a teenage boy. The reason I'm doing this is because he used my name, Yiannopoulos told the Daily Beast. Now, I think he's just burning people to the ground. I think Yiannopoulos likes burning people to the ground. I don't know if you guys keep up with this kind of wing of far-right conservatism. I don't talk about him much, but I am deeply entertained by this infighting. I love it to death. Who will be my arm candy is another quote from one of the messages. 
In 2017, Aiden Duncan, a 15-year-old boy in Colorado, ooh, 15, that's very young, interested in right-wing politics, sent Alexander duck pictures, like pictures of waterfowl, apparently, after the MAGA activist asked him for them, according to an account Duncan gave in a March 2023 podcast appearance. While Duncan was a high school sophomore just starting out in politics, Alexander was a 32-year-old with a decade of political work for the Republican Party behind him. Wow! And now he's willing to share the connections he'd gained through that work with Duncan as long as the teenager met certain preconditions, including secrecy. This is absolutely evil. Getting somebody to do something, using your position of authority as leverage against somebody is just disgusting, man. No matter what it is or who it is or what it's for or anything, it's bad. It's wrong. Do not use your position of authority to control people like that. That's undue influence. And that's the exact type of behavior I expect from cult leaders. I mean, I'm not saying he is a cult leader. I'm just saying that's scumbag behavior straight up. You'll have me sharing my entire network with you, Alexander told Duncan, according to Snapchat screenshots reviewed by the Daily Beast. Wow, dude, that's wrong. Originally from Dallas, Alexander pleaded guilty to felony property theft in 2007 and felony credit card abuse in 08. But despite his criminal background, Alexander, who was then using his legal name, Ali Akbar, managed to rise in the GOP during the online conservative backlash to the Obama administration. Interesting. Akbar, I believe, in Arabic means great or good. Leveraging his position writing for blogs with names like Hip Hop Republican, Alexander received funding from billionaire conservative megadona Robert Mercer. Wow, how do I get in on that? Organized a national club for bloggers that later faced questions about how Alexander spent the money he raised and hosted an annual party at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Wow, hosted an annual party at CPAC. Incredibly influential, seriously. And getting donations from billionaires? That's nuts. By 2017, Alexander had become an ardent Trump supporter with a passion for social media trash talk. He became a protege of MAGA figures like Roger Stone and InfoWars chief Alex, Alex Jones and ran with a group of other young MAGA internet provocateurs, including anti-Muslim activist Laura Loomer and blundering smear artist Jacob Wall. I believe Jacob Wall is from Project Veritas, right? No, it's James O'Keefe. I'm sorry. Jacob Alexander Wall is an American far-right conspiracy theorist, fraudster, and convicted felon, according to Wikipedia. Wall and conservative lobbyist and conspiracy theorist Jack Berkman have been responsible. Oh, I remember this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responsible for multiple unsuccessful plots to frame public figures for fictitious sexual assaults, among other things. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember that, dude. Anyway, so that's who Ali Alexander is. Uh, there were just a couple more things, like a, a couple more little spots that I wanted to take a look at with this article. And then we're going to watch one more clip from him. Other screenshots show Duncan sending Alexander a picture, which was redacted in the version of the screenshot reviewed by the Daily Beast. Alexander responded with the face with heart eyes emoji and asking the teenager which app Alexander should use to send him money. An undated series of screenshots purport to show Alexander laying out rules for his contact with the teenager, many of them stressing secrecy and a sort of quid pro quo relationship between availability and career opportunities. 
Everything is secret and private, one rule read. We're family. Ooh, I hope not. That's even more disturbing. You made it worse. Somehow you made it worse by adding that last line. Another said that Duncan was allowed to say no, but that Alexander might deprive him of something unspecified in return. So he's setting up a quid pro quo system. This is just wrong in every way. Boundaries are cool, the, me the message reads. Allowed to say no. However, the less you deprive me of, the less I deprive you of. I'm a big sharing person, unless it's not even. That's just disturbing on so many levels, dude. Finally, according to the messages, Alexander asked Duncan to be mindful of each other's reputation. In an appearance last month on a podcast hosted by white supremacist Richard Spencer, Duncan claimed that Alexander wanted him to fly to Texas and be his intern, assuring the teenager that the boy could just lie to his parents and say that he was going to a swim meet. But Alexander had grown frustrated by May 2019, claiming that the still underage Duncan wouldn't send him good material that somebody who really loves looking at waterfowl in image form could enjoy to the fullest. You don't even send me videos anymore, Alexander wrote, according to the message. No good waterfowl material. Don't even want to be my side piece, he says. A day later, according to the screenshots, he asked Duncan to come to Texas for a week for an internship. Duncan, now 21, has since become a relatively high-profile member of Fuentes' racist America First movement, going by the name Smiley. On Spencer's podcast, Duncan said he believed Fuentes knew about the rumors about Alexander's alleged solicitation of photos. I think Nick is 100% aware. That is just, that is something else, dude. That is straight up wrong. I mean, there are a billion examples of this. Here's another one. Lance Johnston, summer of 2019. Uh, this, how old was this one? That kid was 15, right? The last one? Yeah, this one was 17. That's just bare, like, that's too young. Morally, that's wrong. Legally, I'm not sure, but the last one was most definitely legally wrong. Just why? Why? Don't use your position of authority to benefit yourself. This is just disgusting, man. Simply wrong. And this dude is not a nobody in the movement. Listen to what he had to say on January 6, 2021. This was at the Stop the Steal rally. Victory or death? Victory or death? So basically, if I don't get my guy in the White House, if Donald Trump doesn't take the White House, then I'm going to die trying to put him in myself. This is the point of that chant, I guess. And we're starting a rebellion against the deep state. Our government is only our government if it's legitimate. Mm, okay, um... I'm not really sure what he means by that fully, but go on. I'm listening. And our government loses its legitimacy when it loses the consent of the people. Okay, so he's saying if the majority of the people in the United States don't like the president, then he's just not the president. Is that what he's trying to communicate right now? You feel like Joe Biden's approval rating is 35 percent. And that means 65% disapproves, so he's no longer a legitimate president? That's not how this works. Trump won! Trump won! Trump won! They live in a delusion, man. I want them to know 
that 1776 is always an option. He wants violent war with anybody who opposes putting Donald Trump back in as the president, despite the fact that he lost. These degenerates in the deep state are going to give us what we want, or we are going to shut this country down. Degenerates, you say. Degenerates. Interesting. What do you mean by degenerates there, Ali Alexander? What exactly does that word mean to you? If they keep arresting us, if they close their restaurants, if they hide the porta potties, if they if they arrest. Dude, what? <laughs> Who is closing down their own restaurants and hiding porta potties? What is he talking about? It did that happen somewhere? If they if they arrest Enrique Tario, which they did because he broke laws, a whole bunch of them. Then no one's leaving DC, are we? And they did leave D.C. Our government should be afraid because we are here to stop the steal of our liberties, to stop the steal of our freedoms, to stop the steal of our small businesses and our families. Let them hear you one last time. Stop the steal. So, yeah, that's that's Ali Alexander, dude. This guy is something else for real. This is just embarrassing, like entirely too embarrassing. From beginning to end, everything about this guy is embarrassing, including but not limited to that bit about him being able to will Carrie Lake's victory into existence. Even if Carrie was going to lose, I would will it into existence. And I know that sounds kooky. And I know that sounds crazy. But... Just don't catch me on a wild day. Just bizarre, dude. Everything about it. Not just bizarre, but absolutely disgusting. Absolutely grotesque. The things that this guy has been up to since he found a sliver of power is simply wrong. Now, I don't know if he's been kicked out of the movement now or what, but I sure as hell hope he has. I Sadly, I don't think he's ever going to be far away from a position of power, but hopefully people are at least aware of the lengths that he will go to to take advantage of that power that he's been given. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Uh, yours truly the number one pony just said another quiet thing out loud about how they hate to lose and now will throw out any election they didn't win. Again, who are the snowflakes? Yeah, 100% agree. Saying the quiet part out loud with these people, right? Like, sometimes these right-wing people, like these right-wing influencers like Ali Alexander and others, don't even, like, they they know that the left is listening, that the people to the left of hunting the homeless for sport are probably on the other end, but they, they, they're not thinking about it, right? This is a prime example of somebody on the right not even thinking about the fact that people on the left can hear what you say, too. Any election I don't like is stolen. Any election where you get 81 million tabulations, not votes. A tabulation is just like it's been counted. Like, yes, we see that this person voted. That's what a tabulation is. Why is he differentiating between them? Is he just saying like the official count is different? 
regulations, not votes, is stolen. It's pretty simple. If I don't like it, it's stolen. If I like it, it's not stolen. If you win, it's stolen. Yeah. And here's another example of right-wingers saying the quiet part out loud. Like, they must know that people to the left of hunting the homeless for sport are listening, right? They must know this. This is Richard Spencer, famously the, what would you call him, the founder of the alt-right, maybe? He's a Nazi, a full-blown, self-avowed Nazi. He's famously the Nazi that got punched. You know, is it okay to punch a Nazi debate floated around the internet for a while back in, I don't know, 2018, I think, maybe? Uh, but as far as government regulation, I mean, yes, I think in the short term, we would favor government regulation of speech, but long term, uh, are we even pro free speech? No, of course not. But we have to use this platform in order. So we're, we're being radically honest here. And, yes, yeah. radically pragmatic. Yes. They're not in favor of free speech. Another prime example of them saying the quiet part out loud. I mean, they must know people are listening on the other end. They just, they're not processing it. They're just talking to their audience and they think that their audience aren't a bunch of lefties, right? It's pretty simple. If I don't like it, it's stolen. If I like it, it's not stolen. If you win, it's stolen. Insane. Absolutely insane. Like what, what's going through their heads? How are they justifying any of these hypocritical positions? These are not like morally consistent positions. You cannot believe these things simultaneously is the problem. Or in the case of Richard Spencer, like you, you can believe this stuff, but it's very obvious that you, you don't actually stand for any of the principles you espouse. You're using them as a means to an end, and that's it. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon and take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this, and Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last, so you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.